0: Brian Nickers. Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand.
1: Allen Houston. Nickers means throw Once the neck, goal, it's the net. Get it tested. Push up the three. will goal. Rebound. Rebound. everyone how y'all doing and welcome to another episode of nickish thank you for joining us it is the morning of january 27th the uh morning after the Knicks took another l and this time at the hands of the jazz uh you got your boys mowing here to talk a little bit about it how you feeling man how you feeling this morning i mean
0: never feeling good after an l but at least this L. They didn't keep us up as late or keep me up as late as the other West Coast games did. You know what I mean? Thankful for that. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't like a Cali team. But, um, yeah, I mean, we also, major, major event yesterday, obviously, being the one-year anniversary of Kobe passing. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? I um, feel like I saw an athletic article that said, like, that's this is probably, for a lot of mad folks, it's going to be that one, where were you when XYZ happened kind of moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's most stuff. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace, all the folks that lost their lives on that helicopter. Um, all their names obviously are slip slipping me right now, but yeah, tragic. And I mean, don't want to start this episode on a somber note, but we didn't record yesterday, might as well touch on it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think that's already been 365 days. Still feels like, it, you know, it, it hasn't right. happened. It hasn't been real. Um, Duh. and it's it's just crazy to think about the impact that Kobe's made. I've gotten to a point where I, you know, don't have to wither down and think about the way, you know, it happened, but can appreciate the legacy that he's left behind Uh, along along with Gigi. I don't know if you saw, but um, her and uh, I believe two other uh, young women are going to be inducted to the WNBA as honorary draftees, which I think is a really classy move for for the WNBA to do.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean. I did what what kind of wrote me the wrong way was yesterday it was like I think the day before, day prior, Vanessa said like she would appreciate if like the major outlets did, like didn't really do like big extravagant tributes to Kobe and like the mm. family just because it's so fresh and last year it was like that's what all the people were doing anyway tributes and stuff and then some outlets just like fucking did it anyway the USA Today Twitter account apparently literally live tweeted the news reports of people literally losing their lives and the helicopter crashing yesterday. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like as if like like on the one year anniversary, and then they got blown up, blown to shit. That whole thread got deleted. You know what I mean? So like good, like people being held accountable for that stupidity. You know what I mean? But to your point, you know what I mean? Like for a while last year, I know you were probably in the same boat. I couldn't watch ball, bro, till like late in the bubble playoffs, just because of the feeling of like obviously watching basketball makes you recall Kobe. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, easily. And then yet, yeah, and then yesterday it's just like. I'm- you know, kind of just trying to listen to a basketball podcast. They're all touching on Colby. I was like, yeah, I'm not ready for this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could come back and listen to these episodes later. I'm sure the tributes were lovely. It's just like, you know what I mean? As fans, this is what we got to do. And like, I can't even imagine what Vanessa and his daughters are going through. So prayers up for them. And I guess that's really like, all can be said at this point, right?
1: No, very well said. Um,
0: To pivot to less serious, but still sad news. Obviously not as sad, but you know. Our Knicks play last night.
1: I'll let you take it from there. (laughs) Yes, it's sad that they played last night. Uh, This is the last game in in a West Coast um, trip. Thank God, because these late night games aren't it, man. Um, The Knicks lost. I believe their third in a row. Uh, They lost to the Kings, Blazers, and after last night, the Jazz. And Mm -hmm. you know, we'll we'll go. We'll talk a little bit about the, the the freshest one, or I guess a general feeling for the, for the last two games particular, because we kind of touched on the Kings in the last episode, which was just a bad loss um, all around. The, the Blazers game was obviously the IQ, uh, another IQ breakout game where he scored a career-high 31 points. Last night, we saw Austin Rivers drop 20, what was it, 22 in the quarter, or 25?
0: It was 25, first half. 25 in 11 minutes, 10 for 10. Thank you.
1: So, 10 for Bro. 10, that, like... It, it all comes with a caveat. The loss comes with a caveat that the Knicks had a, a bright spot, whether it's IQ or awesome, whoever's playing. But the, 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 on the flip side, the caveat is that the Knicks can't keep it consistent right now. They'll win three in a row. They'll lose three in a row. They'll win three in a row. It's like, you know, I'll take the wins, and I'll take these close losses. You know, I'm not yeah. too discouraged by what I saw last night. The Knicks were leading most of the game, and then once there were – once the half of, once they lost the lead uh, in the fourth quarter, they never tried taking it back and they kind of lost their momentum and that was it from there. I think the box yeah. score kind of, you know, it's a little um, skewed because it's showing that it was a 14-point loss but really the game ended um, six, with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter when when the Jazz took the lead and then just one alley after another easy buck after easy buck. Rudy Gobert kept like Rudy Gobert was unstoppable at some point um, and the Knicks took the L, but, you know, Austin Rivers, 10 for 10 in a quarter, was really awesome to see, and it looks like we, the Knicks have a guy who can and is capable of getting into the zone, and that's not something that we've had since, like, probably Melo, and it's, it, it was definitely a nostalgic feeling for Knicks players, or Knicks fans, really. Uh, to see a guy who, at, at a point, was unstoppable because we we just don't get that often. So it's nice. They just need to keep it consistent. Um, if, if Austin yeah. Rivers can be that off the bench spark every game, if IQ can be, you know, making baskets every game, he was what one of one of ten last night. Um, let me see real quick. He was one of eleven yeah, was, last night. Yeah, start off over three. five too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. over four and three. You just he just couldn't get a basket. Um, so you know things like that. Obviously, he's a rookie. Uh, once we build that consistency, we have a good team. I, uh, you know, I'm not too discouraged by what I saw. What about you?
0: I'm just like in terms of consistency. Like to your point, just about Rivers real quick. He was like playing like ass up until this game, so it's literally mm-hmm. just like if you track it from like the last Utah game till now, it's like sandwiched between all that. It's just, like a lot of mediocrity. So I'm not willing to say we have a guy that could uh, get catch fire like that. I just feel like he's kind of like kind of like how Jamal Crawford would come in for uh, teams when in his. It is his peak six-man-of-the-year days, you know what I mean? Just, like, be that spark, that fire. Um, and I think that's what Rivers is, but uh, it was just, like, felt like his magic ran out in the second half. But the story of last night, I feel like to anybody that's watching can attest to it, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we tanked that third quarter because we, like, Alpha Payton spent too much time on the court, bro. Like, Oh, the, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was literally all it was. That comeback was literally just because our offense could not get anything going while the—not the, Denver, or fucking Utah was making their run. And, like, the solution to that is just pull alpha for or just, like, not fucking, you know what I mean? Like, just not let him ride it out. And I guess it. I see what Tibbs is. I could probably see Tibbs' perspective in that, like, IQ did have a rough start to the game. But, like, just the very fact that his presence out there would open up the offense. Like, it's a, like I said, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's just, like, Peyton in that third quarter and, like, us losing that third quarter basically 22 points to 34 points that's the story of the game you know what I mean um any chance of a comeback in the fourth was like futile you know what I mean so um that's the thing I'm just gonna take away from this game and like it's gonna be the story of the season like we're gonna continue to be this kind of like win two three lose three four five kind of team just because our starting point guard is Alpha Payton which has a fucking snowball effect on our rotation you know what I mean so in that regard like to your point, I mean, not even to... I guess to our collective point as Knicks fans, we're upset about the loss, or at least I'm upset about the loss. You're probably less so, you know what I mean? You got, you got a little bit more perspective going. But I did see <laughs> Macri put out a tweet today. He's just like, hey, tough West Coast road trip. We're still top five defense, and we're 8-11. Not too shabby. And Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'll take that, you know what I mean? Like, going into the season, we all thought we were buying when Vegas was selling, you know? Like, we're going to be a 21-win team. Um, we're nearly halfway there to that 21, mm-hmm. so... I'll I take it as a positive in in general, but yeah, those are just my main takeaways from the Utah game. Yet, yeah. any other observations? Any kind of notes? I guess.
1: Well, we're basically a quarter into the season, right? Nineteen games. Uh, it's about I just did the math right now. It's twenty six percent of the season at this point in time. Eight and eleven is good, but it's fair for Knicks fans to expect more now. You know, at least uh, like you don't have, you don't have to win five games in a row, but. It's it's fair for Knicks fans to con- to continue to expect Nick the Knicks to kind of stay at this .5 record through the season to an extent. Obviously, we have a lot of rookies, but we have we have some vets. We have a former uh, Tips was coach of the year at some point, right? Two thousand and ten. Where am I? Most bugging? definitely, yeah, yeah. We have former coach of the year. Down. We get we have a guy who knows what he's doing, and we have Randall. We have RJ. Like, if they. You know, God forbid, knock on wood, they they turn back to the way they were last season. That's gonna be a huge disappointment. Like this team has to try to keep it the way they're keeping it at right now, and it's fair for us to expect to um, going you know going forward. Top five defense, no doubt, is is a huge plus. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you see, we I, I'm happy with the way IQ's playing, and I think I might have brought it up in, in an episode before, but it's gonna be interesting to see when Frank comes back. How important he's going to be to this team because if Alfred if Alford Payton his big fault is that he can't get the offense going because he's a he's an anchor on on offense and that's what happened the first half of the third quarter with IQ not there and Alfred doing absolutely nothing driving a few times but just not <laughs> turning the ball over turning the ball the over time after me turn I mean, over this guy had last night um got the box score open right where, here where Let's it at yeah. it at yeah I mean he had two turnovers but I feel like yeah. I felt like he had like four of them in the third quarter that's what it felt like. He Those just two get the... were
0: probably all in the third quarter. Exactly, it just felt like backbreaking turnovers. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: <laughs> and like we we left the second for the first half with such momentum that he just killed. Um, not to place all blame on him. Uh, obviously, the rest of the players should have played better. The rest of the stars should have played better at the start of that third quarter. But you know, they didn't. Um, on some bright news, at least RJ I mean... Barrett's shot is. Go ahead. No, I was
0: just about to say on that note, like just to add to that, the thing is they didn't step up like the the fucking the rest of the starters. But that's just because go back to alpha Payton, we got that anchor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a reason Julius like the people say he's settling for his mid range jays now, but there's a reason he's taking those mid range jays because it's like anytime he gets into the paint, there's always gonna be that additional defender because whoever on Payton mm-hmm. you know, sharing the floor, they're gonna he's they're, they're gonna help off Payton so like and at the very minimum like that's two defenders on Julius when he drives but then the whole team is probably like looking his way if it's a good defense like Utah you know what I mean so that in itself like I saw a lot of people kind of saying not a lot of people but I just seen some comments just on Twitter last night that like you know Randall is settling but hey man he's taking the jumpers and when he's doubled he's always gonna pass it like I don't have that worry anymore so I just think that everybody was doing what they couldn't with the constraints they were given. And like to your point about Frank, bro, like I just like if IQ's not gonna start, I kinda see the logic in him coming off the bench. I'm not even kinda, I definitely do see it. Like it's a comfortable lineup for him. He gets the ball out like that and uh-huh. can continue to develop as a primary ball handler. But I like to our point, you know, it's just like he's he would help RJ and Randall in the starting lineup. But with Frank coming back, he might be bold and just given the fact that Tibbs loves vets, like, yo, just swap Frank out. Or swap, Rand, swap Peyton out for Frank. You know what I mean? Put him in the lineup. If Frank's shot is legit, you know Frank will bring the defense. And if Randall and RJ can handle most more ball-handling duties, Frank just has to bring the ball up. And even still, he's not, like, as timid as he once was. He'll still do a little bit more on the ball than we'd seen prior. You know what I mean? That's, like, last year while we were all raving, like, aggressive Frank. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, I don't know. It probably won't happen. I feel like Payton with his no-trade clause, he's, he's here to the end of the season unless, like, we wave him, which I doubt we'll do anyway, because Scott Perry would probably quit on the spot. You know what I mean? Um, probably begging Leon not to wave him right now at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> this is like mad. Good morning, text. Hello. Yo, Hello. Quick, quick shout
1: out to Scott Perry though. He he stuck it out. He's he's still here, and he's a playing well. This was part of his vision in a way.
0: Bro, he's he slick. Did what? Uh, what it. What he needed to like when he went to the, let's go all the way back to when was like this is <laughs> completely tangible. Let's go back to when he was on the Kings. He got that job, helped him get Darren Fox, helped him get like a, a good draft that year, um, made some veteran moves, and then three months later he signs with the Knicks as a GM. You know what I mean? So he got one paycheck, goes to another paycheck, um, and then in New York he's bringing a breath of fresh air, and he has Steve Mills there to, to take the heat off of him. Mm-hmm. So then when time came, he threw that man under the bus, slick as slick <laughs> as can be. You know what I mean? And then now it's like he buddied up with Leon Rose. We saw them at Leon's first game in the Garden together. Um, And then we hear stories about how Leon trusts Scott Perry because of his experience, and they've worked together before in prior, you know, working relationships. So yeah, all in all, I mean, we there may be some love and hate with Scott Perry in our fan base, but I got you got to respect how he moves. I mean, he's a survivor. He's here. I mean, it's about to be four years since he got hired, and he's here. Longest 10-year person in the Knicks organization right now. (laughs) It's crazy, bro, but hey, I mean, at, at least Leon was probably just like, you know what? In your first draft, you got the Knicks' Mitch, you got uh, you got the yeah. Malazzo Trier as undrafted, even if that didn't work out, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess that was enough to keep him, and if Knox's shot is legit, I feel like that's another, like, kind of positive on Scott Perry's resume, right? Like, because at the end of the day, we'll have, like, a six eight six nine win wing that can, like, shoot, like, 35 to 40 percent from three i think that's valuable you know what i mean even yep. if Knox doesn't become anything more than that but yeah let's uh let's get off the scott perry tangent you want to talk about this portland game
1: yeah i was gonna mention real quick um rj rj Barry played another 40 minutes but it was it was an efficient 40 minutes he was three of three from the three and uh you know seven eleven all together four and four seventeen points and we kind of Insinuated earlier that this might be, you know, the best version of RJ Barry we get this season. A guy who can do like 18 to 19, 5 and 5 kind of guy and playing efficiently, driving in when, when he needs to and taking that open jumper or from, or from the three and making it. So, um, I, I liked what I saw from RJ. Um, and another quick shout out to Julius Randle on his free throw shooting. 4 4 yeah. last night, I'm pretty sure, but against the Blazers, he, was, he only missed one. Uh, which he did 10 of 11 last night Uh, against against the Blazers, actually. It should have been 10
0: of 11 last night as well because he was, bro, the mm. refs, it's going to sound like the, 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 the cliche fan complaint, but, like, nah, you watch that game, bro. Like, what does RJ have to do to get a call? What does Randall have to do to get a call? It's Is it like, the Jazz game
1: or the Blazers game?
0: Last night's game, you know what I right, mean? It like, the Blazers, was, too. Yeah, it was just, like, motherfucking... He wasn't getting any calls, especially Randall. It's just like he's getting fucking hacked and whacked, and you know what I mean? And I think he's fucking suffering from, I don't know if I heard this anywhere before, but, like, this hit me while I was watching. He's suffering from, like, the same kind of issue that Blake Griffin and even Shaq had back in the day. These dudes are so big, brolic, that, like, when they get whacked, it's not, like, an exaggerated reaction because they, like, they built like that. They're built tough, you know what I mean? So they're not going to show to the ref, like, that they're in pain or whatever because they probably don't feel it like that. But because of that, it's working against them, you know what I mean? They're not getting the calls that they would have. That's some bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to reward our players just because he's, like, like not flailing like a pussy, you know what I mean? Like, Randall's out there just getting beat. And, like, remember when, like, I think he finally got a call. He just, like, said finally and threw his hands up. I was like, that's every Knicks fan I was watching the game, bro. So, that's my take on that. Like, he should have had way more free throws than... I don't know. I guess Mitt Romney got to the refs before <laughs> before Leon Rose could. Fucking okay, Utah. Oh yeah, Utah. Come on now, bro. Topical, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: topical political humor, brother. Come on
1: now. Um. <laughs> but you know, speaking of refs, I think they mentioned after the Blazers game that they fucked up that last call that got him his sixth foul. That bullshit. That it was. You saw what it was. It was. It was <clears throat> candor back to his little thing. Yeah forcing Julius Randall's hand and then making it, it was like it was a foul and it was almost a flagrant foul too. And that caught the Knicks were down 3 points at the point at that point and you know they got free throws after that. That that, that pretty much cost the game for the Knicks. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean that was some bullshit but like you look at that game it was just Dame being Dame. You know what I mean? Like our defense and his game was like the perfect recipe for him to go off. You know what I mean? We're going to allow threes. We're going to like uh hang back in the paint, you know what I mean, like uh, give, them, give shooters that airspace and try to like make them pass it or scramble, so Dan was just doing what he does he just pulls up from way back behind the three point line you know what I mean, um, using the attention from the defense to pass the ball around to his other shooters, and Portland got some shooters, bro, I mean, I know Melo wasn't at exactly hot last night but he can he can heat up, mm. Gary Trent Jr. is like a flamethrower this year Robert Covington can spot up and hit threes when when able, you know what I mean um, Rodney Hood, yo, Shout out to Rodney Hood for coming back after an Achilles. Like yep. uh, Kevin Durant gets a lot of love, obviously, rightfully so because he's KD. But Rodney Hood was right there with him. Achilles tear came back, and you know he looked like himself, which admittedly is not a great player, but <laughs> he looked like Rodney Hood after an Achilles injury. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean the thing about the Portland game, it's like it got away from us early. I think at one point they were up twenty early in the second half, mm. and that's just you know that was just one of those nights where. We don't have the offense or the firepower to keep up with them, and our defense wasn't doing its thing. So I th- that was like an L. Even if we did make a quote-unquote fake Knicks comeback, you know what I mean? I think that's the story of the game. We just don't have enough offense to match some of these people. You know what I mean? I don't some know. of these teams, rather.
1: I don't know if I call it a fake. I don't know if I would call this one a fake Knicks comeback because they actually did get within like three points. Re- meanwhile, yeah. fake comebacks are like yeah. when the Knicks are down 25 and they break into like eight, <laughs> and then and then that's it. Uh, but we we did bring it down the wire at the end there but um it, this was this is the iQ game right this is the one where he dropped 31 points five of eight mm. and he was the main reason that the knicks were able to even make a comeback and um you know he, he was getting his props due props and um kids kids got a career high 31 he's only one of two rookies right now who's who's hit that 30 point mark along with Tyrese Maxey who had that like, 39-point game a month ago.
0: Wow, these Kentucky kids, man. I thought we were we was getting mad shit for, like, associating with Kentucky. But, hey, who knew? They have talent. You know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. knew? Um, you know, and um, I don't know if it is, but I'm going to chalk this to quickly pick up to uh, being a Walt Perrin pick because it just seems perfectly within his narrative. He got Rudy Gobert late in the first round for the Jazz. He got uh Don Romero late in the lotto for the Jazz. So, he got his IQ at pick twenty five. That's that's my story. I'm t- sticking to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not giving Scott Perry credit for that. You know what I mean? That's Walt Perry right there. So how you know it's not Scott yeah. Perry?
1: Obviously, I mean, obviously that, it's that, not that, because just, he's not a Kentucky guy. But yeah, but that's, that's just my narrative. Define Mitchell right, Robinson, it, who can end up becoming
0: it. better than Gobert. That's true. Yeah, Mitch, last night he just looked. He didn't look out of his depth against Gobert at all. You know what I mean? It just felt like we were. I wasn't worried about that matchup at all. You know what I mean? Like Gobert was going to get his, but. You know what I mean, like Mitch was right there with him, I feel like. Um, Mitch, you know, like, usually I feel like in the past, maybe last year or two, Mitch would probably file out in a matchup against Gobert. You know what I mean,
1: you know who impressed me um, last night, Um, apart from Mitch? It was, it was honestly Nerland's Noel. His. His time Facts. off the bench, he was mm. wreaking havoc defensively, and it only looks like you know the box scores only showing three steals and two blocks. But if you're watching the game, you saw he was everywhere defensively Facts. and just causing problems for the Jazz. And I think it was a big reason why they couldn't get the scoring going. And obviously, we locked up Dom and Mitchell in our own right, but you know, shout out to Nerlens Noel. He wasn't playing so well the past couple of games, but last mm. night's game, I, I I liked what I saw.
0: Facts, like I think he had. Did he have a block of Gobert that was just like yeah? Nasty. yeah. Is that what it was? He met him at the summit. I yeah. was like oof. Yeah, last night, like truth be told, I was just laughing hysterically so many so much <laughs> like <laughs> just obviously the rivers like each make. I'm just like I was laughing like the Joker, bro. Just it was ridiculous. Like I was like again, like <laughs> Utah again. Like I don't know, bro. He I don't know what the story is there, but it's funny as hell. That like it's, it's like no a painful pain. happiness. happiness. <laughs> right, you know what I mean. And then what I noticed is like. Each time Rivers has went off, Mitchell is having a bad game. So yeah. it's like <laughs> there's something there. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but I think like I don't know. Donovan Mitchell fears Austin Rivers. I think that we could say that, right? That's that's obviously what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I mean, we got Cleveland on Friday. Uh, I think we're gonna kind of get into that tomor- uh, tomorrow on tomorrow night's mm night. But um, it's going to be interesting just because I feel like we played him like six times already, preseason counting. You know what I mean, I'm just tired of seeing that uniform. I don't even <laughs> think that's an
1: exaggeration, dude.
0: Deadass. And then, yeah, I mean, it's I'm kind of worried just because Jared Allen seems to be fitting there like a glove. Um, Andre Drum- Drummond is doing his thing. Colin Sexton has mm. really ascended to all-star level. For sure. So it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, going into Cleveland, it seems fucking blasphemous to say going a matchup with Cleveland without LeBron James there is a tough matchup. But, hey. They built a solid team right now, and I don't know, our only hope, like not our only hope, I think we could definitely win, it's a winnable (laughs) game, but it would help if they trade Drummond literally before Friday, (laughs) you know what I mean? They got Jared Allen, they got fucking JaVale McGee, Larry Nance, Kevin Love is somewhere over there in the building, I don't know, in the rafters, like Sting, I don't know. But they got too many big men, so get Drummond out of there, because he'd be bullying Mitch sometimes, bro, not even sometimes, I feel like every game,
1: but every game, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. As we wrap this up, yeah, I, was was the Brooklyn trade the only trade that really happened this season, or am I bugging? We're a, a quarter into the season, but I can swear that that Brooklyn trade was the only trade that's happened. Oh, but, I mean, minus, obviously, the Oladipo one.
0: I think that was all one big trade, so yeah, I think. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know. That, that doesn't
1: count separately. Um, shout-out to
0: that trade, though, or not shout-out to the trade, but, like, just, like, <laughs> I want to give, like, respect. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> shout-out to the trade, but, um... Uh, Karis Levert bro Like Was it for that mm. trade mm-hmm. Like God forbid What would happen It literally saved his life Like they discovered A, a cancerous Like a uh, bulge Or some shit On his kidney it's Insane You know, you know insane. what I mean Like So This is gonna be sound like uh, Petty But like What the hell is the Brooklyn fucking Medical team doing Y'all didn't catch that All four years He was in your building You know what I mean It took this one Like fucking It took What was it Indiana For them to like Check him Had to tell him, Like hey man You've got cancer in you <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the hell is Brooklyn doing? Well, because like a week real. prior, you know what I mean. Like a week prior, he's with like a week prior to the trade. That shit is still probably still in him. He's at the Brooklyn doctors, obviously like tending to him. They don't notice nothing. Did they keep it on the hush hush? To like, you know what I mean. Not like to be able to trade him. That'd be fucked up. You know I mean. Be. So I don't know. It just seems. I mean, I'm thankful that they caught it and like he's gonna recover and. What have you, but yeah, that's that's some crazy thing, man. You you never know. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the biggest lesson right there.
1: He, he's probably like, Yeah, yo, guys, I'm I'm feeling something. I'm <clears throat> feeling a little pain over here. And they're just like, nah no, 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 yo, don't don't worry about it, don't worry about it. It's, it's all yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not <laughs> it's a kidney stone. It's a kidney stone, it's all right. It will
0: pass. <laughs> Goddamn Brooklyn. But uh yeah, I think that
1: we could put a bow on this episode. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh cool. Um, thank you all for taking a listen to this quick episode of Nickish. Make sure you guys check us out tomorrow, Thursday, uh, at eight o'clock for our Nikish Night, where we bring a new guest every week. And uh, make sure you subscribe on all podcasting platforms and check out our Instagram and Twitter page at Nikish Show. Uh, we hope you enjoy this special episode of Nikish. And until next time, uh, take care, be safe, and yeah, that's about it. Peace, peace.